guys, what is up and welcome to Bridge Youth. We are so stoked you are here. Service starts at 7, that's in 5 minutes. Um, please be sure to use the bathroom before service starts. That would be a good time. And if you're here, you're family to us and we are so happy to be spending this night with you.
just two minutes, so make sure to grab your seat, turn off your airdrop, and if you're watching online with us this evening, comment something so that we know you're watching. Tonight will be awesome. We are so stoked that you're here. What's up, what's up, Richard? How are we doing today? Hey. Yes, sir! <laughs> Yo, I love My name's Isaiah. My name is Quincy. Yeah, we're going to serve as host for today. So everyone, stand on your feet real quick. We got the family time question for the day. Yes, sir. Quincy, you want to hit him with the family time question? All right, our family time question for tonight. Sweet tea or lemonade? Sweet tea or lemonade? Go, 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 go. Also, for whichever answer you choose, pick what place you like it from, too. Yeah. Hey, Chick-fil-A's lemonade, cane sweet tea. Cane sweet tea goes crazy. But you have to water it down a little bit because it's really sugary. Jesse, let's hear it. Let's hear your opinion. Lemonade. There it is. Ethan. Lemonade. Lemonade, that's another. Chaz. Lemonade. Lemonade, uh oh. Half and half. Half and half, he said Arnold Palmer. Ooh. Alrighty, alright, everyone can go ahead and take your seat. As you guys take your seat, shout out which one's better, lemonade or sweet tea? Shout it, shout it. What about. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer! Yeah! <laughs> no? <laughs> You're passionate about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say sweet tea from Canes. I Canes was saying we got crazy sweet tea. I so we're talking tea. lemonade though? Chick-fil-A lemonade is insane. And I know yeah. that, yeah. Alright All right, everyone, it's time for a shoot your shot. You guys know how much money we're at now for a shoot your shot? 
95. $95. What was that triple digits next week, guys? Yo. So all the boys that we chose, we got Lou, we got Blake, and we got Kay. Come to the stage. Hey. <laughs> I'll get the balls for you guys real quick. Quincy, as I get the balls, you want to explain the game to them? Oh, we got them right here, actually. Thank you, Corey. So if you don't know, we got a hoop Us. in the back, way back there, the little tiny one. Yep, that's the one. We got uh, some bouncy balls, and we got three contestants right here. They got three shots. If any of them make it, they get $95 this week. If no one makes it, it's going up $5 to 100 bucks next week. They each get three shots. Let's see if they make it. All right, so introduce yourself, what grade you're in, and why you think you're going to win this money. Uh, my name's Cade Nelson, and I'm in eighth grade. And why are you going to win? Because I'm too good. Because he's too good. Give it for Kate. Good. Yes, sir. All right, shot number one, Kate. $95. Ooh, a little far. Hey, a little tough. He's too strong. Yeah, a little bit too much. You're good, though. Shot two. Uh-oh. He's aiming for someone in the crowd now. Last shot. Here it is. Kate Nelson. Shot number three. $95. Do you want this? He wants it. Ooh. Ooh. But he does not want it enough. I got you. All right, next up, we got Blake. Blake! What grade are you in, and why are you going to win this money? I'm a sophomore, and I'm going to win because Hannah Underwood is my best friend. Because yeah. <laughs> Hannah Underwood is his best friend. I don't know if that comes with some secret power or something, but let's see it. Yo. No way! Oh! That was too good. Shot number two. Got Hannah Underwood's luck. Uh oh. Uh oh. You good, you good. Hannah Underwood, hype him up. One more, one. Come on, Hannah, hype him yes, up. Sir. She said no. <laughs> if she don't like you then. Shot three. Ooh. Sorry. Hannah Underwood did not cheer you on. That's probably why. All right, last but not least, name, grade, and why you're going to win. My name is Luke. I'm going to win because I also love Hannah Underwood. Whoa! Okay! That's crazy, bro. <laughs> Three shots, let's see it. Shot one! Oh, that was straight on. Less power and you got it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Shot two. Hannah, what are you thinking of their performance so far? Uh oh. Hey, Hannah's challenging you to a boxing match. Oh, shot three! Oh, oh no! And that's an L for this week. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for playing. Give it up for Blake, Cade, and Lou. So now it means we're up to triple digits now for this game. Zero, zero, dog. One, zero, zero. One hundred dollars. All right, y'all. Our announcements for this week. Guys, we got Bridge Youth back to school party. Who here is ready back in school? Raise your hand. I am so sorry. <laughs> so, our back to school party is going to be Wednesday, August 31st. We have a bunch of stuff happening. Be sure to invite your friends. More details to come soon. We're keeping it secret for now. Just be ready. Yes, sir. Join us on Sundays at 1130 a.m. for our second service. After that, we, we have worship at like 1130. After that, we just do connect groups. So be there at like 11 for hangs. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whatever, who you, whoever you also, are. Also, get out your phones. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at BridgeYTH underscore. If you don't know what I just said, it's right there on the screen. So get out your phone and follow us right now. We got all the announcements, all the info, and everything that you need, Bridge Youth related. So be sure to follow it to stay connected. Yo, yo, yo. If you would like to give, please give online or in the giving station in the back by the exit. No pressure to give. We love you either way. But, yeah. Also, where are my graduated seniors at? Woo! 
Are they all gone? Yes, they all leave? Okay, we got a couple. We got a couple. Uh, okay. So all you guys who just graduated, or I guess might be back in school now, but all the people who just graduated this last year, and all the people taking a gap year, we got school and ministry here at the church. So if you guys are interested, if you guys have the time, you guys are available, be sure to talk to Corey, Amber, or Jackson. Go ahead and raise your hands real quick. Corey and Amber, hello. And I don't yeah. know where Jackson's at. He's back there. Talk to any three of them. Uh, school ministry is an awesome experience. I'm just finishing it up right now, and I can say I loved it. And yeah, it's definitely an awesome experience. This is, I wasn't paid to say this. It was literally great. <laughs> All right, what's next, Quincy? <laughs> Sir, now it's done with announcements. Everybody stand up, come up for worship, and high five three people and say, uh, yeah. Yeah.
Amen. Amen. Hey, y'all can go back to your seats, but before you guys do, find three people. Let them know that tonight is going to be a great night. What's up, Bridget? How you guys doing tonight? You good? Yeah. Hey, you look good. Look at your neighbor. Say, you look good. 
Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second. Go, meh. <laughs> hey, welcome to Bridge Youth. It's a, if it's your first time here, um, maybe it's your first time ever coming to our church. Maybe it's your first time ever coming to church at all. We are glad that you are here. We're glad that you chose to come and spend some of your time with us. The dwindling time of summer. Who is back in school? You're already back. Who has got just a little bit more before you go to school? And yet here you are spending some of that little bit of time with us. It's because you love us, isn't it? You love us so much. Well, guess what? We love you so very much. Hey, if you're brand new, maybe you've never been here, we like welcoming our guests every single week by saying we're here to build you up, not... Yeah, we love you, we back you, and we are so stoked that you came to hang out tonight. Hey, before we jump into the word tonight, into the message this evening, um, a few things. Number one, somebody say number one. <laughs> I don't know why, like, that was like you announcing like when you're going to the restroom, and you're like, hey guys, it's not going to be long, it's going to be number one. <laughs> um, anyways, number one, hey, if you, um, if you just graduated Kenneth, I didn't see you down there, and then that happened, and I got a little, uh, if you just graduated, and, and maybe you're not yet stepping into um, going to university, or going off to the military, or uh, we're, we're saying a lot of, we're talking about a lot of our students who are going to, um, off to universities and college, is any, are any of our graduating seniors, they might have already been gone, but is any of our graduating seniors in the room going to the military? Okay. I was like, if we did not honor you and pray for you, I would have been very bummed. If you guys know anybody in Bridge Youth who's going to the military, let us know so we can pray for them. Send them off right and give honor where honor is due. But if you're maybe um, sticking around and you're taking a gap year, you're trying to figure out what God has for you next, uh, um, just throwing it out to you. We do something called School of Ministry. A handful of the people you see around here a lot um, are some, they're basically interns, not really, but in a way they are. And, and if you're trying to figure out what God has for your life next, it's a great, great option. There's a ton of the information online on the website, that QR code right there. You can hit that. I'll take you to the info, um, the info page. But also, like me and Pastor Nick and Jackson, the ones who run the, the um, school of ministry, we would love to pay for a coffee for you, grab you lunch and just chat about it and throw it out to you. If it's not for you, don't even consider it. If there's something in you that's like maybe, and maybe God's calling me to ministry, this would be an awesome, awesome thing for you. All right, number two. Somebody say number two. All right, number two. Uh, the last Wednesday of this month, that is August 30. First, somebody say 31st. August 31st, we are doing a back to school party. This is really just our way of like, let's launch into the 2022-2023 school year, like strong, with faith, excited. It's going to be um, half like youth service, half party, hangout, all of that sort of stuff. So we're, we're cooking up an awesome night for you. I invite your friends. It's going to be really, really, really fun. All right. You guys ready to get into the word tonight? All right. Tonight we are kicking off a brand new series entitled Proximity. Somebody say Proximity. Proximity. Um, if you don't know what the word proximity means, here is the definition for you. If you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. The definition of proximity is nearness in space, time, or relationship. One more time. That's nearness in space, time, or relationship. The team will leave it up there for just 
a moment so you can write that down. See, here's the thing. We're close to a lot of people. And we have nearness to a lot of things. But there's no proximity in life more important than proximity to God. Somebody say amen. See, there's so many things that take up our time. There's so many things that are in our space. There's so many things that we get close to in life. And often that, that ends up resulting in God kind of taking a place on the dusty shelf and us losing nearness and closeness with God. And so over the next four weeks, this is what we're going to be talking about, proximity, closeness to God. So the question is, why? Look at your neighbor say, why? Why? Why would we talk about proximity to God? Here's why. It's because I've seen too many people try to live out a level of faith or relationship with God without having nearness or closeness to God. They try to live out a, a certain type of Christianity that lacks an intimate relationship with Christ, which is really not Christianity at all. It really, in so many ways, makes no sense, kind of like jumbo shrimp. Is it jumbo or is it shrimp? Why do they call them apartments if they're all stuck together? Why is it that you drive on a parkway, parkway and yet you park on a driveway? You don't, huh? Are oranges called oranges because they're orange? Or is the color orange called orange because oranges are orange? Did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? Think about it. Where did you get your belly button? An umbilical cord. But then God created Adam and Eve, and they were never born of a mother. Rather, he created them from the dust and the dirt, so they never had an umbilical cord. But then the word says that he made Adam and Eve, man, in his own image. And so then if Adam and Eve doesn't have a belly button, does that mean God doesn't have a belly button? Would you want to serve a God without a belly button? <laughs> it has nothing to do with the message. Like, trying to live out a Christian faith apart or distance, distant from Christ, it makes no sense. Somebody say amen. So why are we talking about a whole series about proximity to God? It's because I've seen too many people trying to live out. You know, you, you've seen them. Oh, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> Quit. Uh-uh. Like there is there is a true God, one true God, Yahweh, Jehovah, our God. There's only one God. And without proximity and nearness and closeness to him, it's really not faith at all. It's not Christianity at all. So, so tonight, even though throughout the rest of the series, we're going to talk a lot about how, a lot about how to, to get near to God. Tonight, we're going to talk about why. Why would I, here's the big question for tonight. If you're taking notes, write this down. Why would I want to be close to God? Maybe you're in the room tonight and, and you would say, you know what, Corey, I'm not a Christian. I'm not close to God. In fact, I don't even know if I believe in God. First off, you're welcome here. You don't have to believe to belong here. We have one rule. If you're in the room, then you are family. And we kind of even mess with that rule a little bit because if you're in the room or watching online, you're in the family. So you might be one asking, well, why would I want to be near to God? And this is the question we're answering tonight. And why would we talk about this? It's, we're going to talk about it for four weeks because there's been something in me that's like, I have to preach 
this. Like as a preacher, once in a while there's things that's just, like you have to, have you ever had a food and then you find out a friend of yours has never had that food and you're like, oh, you must have that food. Have you ever, anybody, anybody ever had Thai food? Have anybody ever had at Thai barbecue up the street, a myriad hot springs. It's right across the street from Calvary Chapel Bible College. It's right behind Sonic. Phenomenal. Get the yellow chicken curry. It will change your life. Don't be a sissy. And when they ask you what level of spicy do you want, you tell them two or three. It'll have no flavor, okay? Go with bare minimum seven. It's delicious, okay? Have you ever, like, seen a movie and then you find out that someone hasn't seen that movie and you're like, you ain't seen that movie? I haven't seen Top Gun, y'all. Like, <laughs> man with the curly head, with the curly hair said, <laughs> right, like you see what you just felt when you were like, this, that's how I feel when people say, I've never seen Star Wars. What's wrong with you? What is wrong? Who's just said that? I heard somebody up close to the front say they've never seen Star Wars. Raise your hand if you've never seen Star Wars. We're cutting the message. Turn on Star Wars Episode 4. This is a new hope, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> do, 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 do. Just roll. <laughs> um, like, you ever, you ever have that? Like, the reaction you just gave me about you've never seen Top Gun? That is how I feel about people who who are trying to live out faith or maybe don't even have faith at all and are distant from God. I'm like, you don't know what it is to have nearness to God? Oh my gosh, are you missing out? And it's that thing that's like, you've never had this food? You, oh my, I, I'll pay for you. Like, I will drive. I will take you. Let's go right now. You've never seen Star Wars? I will let you borrow my Blu-rays. Like, for the love of God, you have to see Star Wars. There's nothing in the world like episode three when Padme goes, Anakin, you're breaking my heart. Oh my gosh, 13-year-old Corey was losing his mind. <laughs> and so that's how I feel about about people who don't know what it is to have a near and intimate relationship with God. I feel like, oh my goodness, are you missing out? Are you missing out? And what I want to say is what scripture says is, would you come and taste and see that the Lord is good? Why? Why would I want to be close to God? That's the question we're going to answer tonight. But did you know that God wants to be close to you? Because for some of you, I think that kind of shatters your belief in God. You've always kind of thought of God something like this really, really far off distant guy, not too different from Santa Claus. Lives really far away, somewhere really high up. And if you're really, really good, maybe just maybe once in a while he'll show up and like bring you good gifts or something. But like really quick Bible nerd moment. I love the Bible. Like I love the Bible. It's so fun. It's so cool. If you're a Bible nerd and you really like some of the like deeper theological parts of the Bible, here's a really cool part of the Bible that proves that God wants to be close to you. There was a moment when Jesus died on the cross and in what was called the temple at the time, there was this big curtain, probably not too different than the one that we have over here, only it was probably much higher and much thicker because this was the thing that divided like the world from this place called the Holy of Holies. It was where it was believed that God's presence would be. 
And nobody was allowed to go in there, into the presence of God, no one except for the priest. And even when the priest would go into the Holy of Holies, they would tie a rope around his waist, and they would have him wear a bell. So as he walked in, if he was found with any sin, yet he was in the presence of God, he laid eyes on God, he would drop dead, they would hear the bell go ding, ding, like the door of 7-Eleven, and then they'd grab the rope and pull him out. But the moment that Jesus died on the cross, it says that that veil was torn. And it was torn from top to bottom to signify that God said, I'm the one who has closed the gap. There was this chasm. There was this like valley between us. You couldn't get to me. I had to come to you. So I tore this veil. And that veil was the thing that said, now, boom, you have an all-access pass into my presence. Did you know that God wants to be close to you? The question is, why would I want to be close to God? Here's why. Here's your sermon in a sentence. Write this down. If you remember nothing else, remember this right here. We need proximity to God like a plant needs water. Where's all the plant, all the plant ladies at? <laughs> Put your hand down, Marco. Where's all the plant ladies? <laughs> Marco said, I love plants. Oh, ladies. <laughs> My wife, this is the first year in 13 years of marriage that she hasn't murdered every plant in our home. Hey, what happens to a plant if you don't water it? So it is if you live a life distant from. Just imagine, visualize for a moment. If you don't water a plant, what does that plant look like after seven days, 14 days, 21 days, 30 days, two months? What does that thing look like? What is the, 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 the phases of life like that it's going to go through if you're not watering it? I want you to visualize that as what happens to your heart and to your soul when you're distant from God. A few quotes that I just love um, as I was studying for this message, one from C.S. Lewis, one of the um, amazing, amazing fathers of the faith. He said this, if you want to get warm, you must stand near the fire. If you want to be wet, you must go into the water. If you want joy, power, peace, eternal life, you must get close to or even into the thing that has them. Of course, he's talking about God. This one's a little bit, um, it's talking about the presence of God, but it, it's just one that I really, really like. Ladies, write this one down. A woman's heart should be so close to God that a man should have to chase him to find her. I love that. Love that. The great Charles Spurgeon he said, nearness to God brings likeness to God. The more you see God, the more of God will be seen in you. Here's the goal for tonight in this message. Before we leave, in just a few minutes, in just a few moments, here's my goal. That you would desire proximity to God above all else. That's the goal. That you would desire proximity, closeness, and nearness to God in time, space, and relationship more than anything else. Amen? All right. We've laid out this series. Why don't you stand to your feet in the honor of the reading of God's word. We're going to read John chapter 15. John chapter 15. We're going to read verse 1 through 5. A great piece of scripture. And you'll see why the sermon in the sentence talks about sort of gardening, agriculture, plants. Because this is kind of where Jesus goes in this um, in this sort of teaching that he gives. I love it. It's, in found, it's found in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 1. Jesus says, I 
am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You, look at your neighbor, say you. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Here's the big verse I want you to kind of zero in and focus in on. And and I encourage you, go read all of John chapter 15. It would literally take you maybe two, three minutes. And there's so much awesomeness in John chapter 15. But put this one to memory. John 15 and verse 4, it says, remain in me. And I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Verse 5, final verse. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Before you sit down, let's pray. God, you're so good. God, speak to us through your word tonight. God, I pray even now you would have a special nearness to us as we crack open your word and as we learn from you. And God, we're very close. And God, I do pray that you would bless your football team, the one with the number one wide receiver in all of the NFL. God, I'm not going to mention them, not, not by name here amongst a, a crowd where oftentimes you can feel a bit behind enemy lines. But God, you know who I'm talking about because you know all things. So would you bless that team and not any other. But we also do just pray, God, continue to help the Patriots suck. In Jesus' name, amen. All of God's people said amen. Uh, you grab a seat. Hey, have you ever seen somebody do something and your response to them doing that something was, why? Look at your neighbor. Say, why? Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second. Say, why? Yeah. Ladies, really quick. Hey, all the ladies say, hey. Ladies, why do, you put, why do you put an A on the end of things when you're upset or have attitude? Why? <laughs> like when, when, <laughs> when my wife's mad at me, I go from Corey to a nation in Asia. Corey. Korea? North or south? Because this is a big question. Okay. <laughs> you see, you look, you look, you see like someone do something, you go, Why? Before I get into this next story, um, I got to show you guys a video. Can you bring the lights down? Just play this video for us. This is something that happened right outside. Did, do we have that? I'm over, okay. This happened right outside these doors, ladies and gentlemen. That is right outside these doors. Hey, you know the way? You know the way they sleep? The way they sleep is weird because they go like this. They're like kind of like, like. That's yeah, a no. Like, chill, chill. That's always a You responded the way I did. You responded the way 99% of everybody present at youth. Because that was a Wednesday night not too long ago. So watch your feet when you walk to your cars, ladies and gentlemen. Watch your feet right now, actually. I'm just kidding. We don't have them in the building. Not often, at least. <laughs> No, we don't, we don't. You responded like I did, like any rational, sane human being would. You responded how everybody, except for just one person, one one girl, one lady decided to respond. As we're figuring out, well, how do we like kind of move this thing? And if you saw, like you probably didn't hear in the video, but, but I kind of got just close enough to go, 
and it feeling like the like my breath on it made it go oh snap and start running like we didn't have to do anything else it was already on its way but then along comes this wild caucasian girl with a ping pong paddle and tell me why this woman thought in her head, this was not my wife. My wife was, she saw that thing and she got in the car and she headed to Mexico. I didn't see her for three months. She changed her name. She went under a different alias. I called her back. I said, hey, the, the tarantula's gone. You could come back home. She came back and now we're happily married again. But this one girl decided I'm going to get rid of this tarantula by picking it up with a ping pong paddle. <laughs> to which I looked at her and said, why? Like, what in, why would you think that's a good idea? Why would you think in any way, shape, or form even getting near this thing was a good idea? The moment that she touched its back legs with the ping pong paddle, this thing went, like, it just turned and lifted its front legs. I said, nope. Boom. <laughs> and that was the end of that story. <laughs> why? Look at you and say, Why? Why would she even get close to this thing? Tonight we're going to dig into why would I want to get close to God? Three things. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. Apart from God, you can do nothing. Man, that is what verse 5 said. John 15, verse 5. Those who remain in me and I in them, they will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you, apart from me, Jesus, you can do nothing. Some of you might know and some of you don't. I started playing guitar when I was like 11 years old. I still remember the first guitar that my parents ever got me. They played this huge prank on Christmas. They got me an empty guitar case filled with socks. And they were like, hey, Corey, we couldn't afford to get you um, the gifts we got you plus all the kids and get you the guitar. So we got you the case. And at the pawn shop up the street, we have a guitar on layaway. For your birthday, we'll fill this empty guitar case with a guitar. Is that okay? I'm like crying because I wanted a guitar so bad. I'm like, it's okay that we're poor. Yes, it's fine. You know. And 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 then like the maybe three hours after eating Christmas dinner, I hear a guitar being played coming up the hallway, and and it's my stepdad playing this guitar that he had got me, and I'm like, first off, you're sick and twisted. You've tortured me for the last six hours, but also, yes, I want that guitar. But you know the first thing before I began to grab guitar and just shred Metallica, because it's all I wanted to play when I first got a guitar? The first thing that had to happen was I had to get near this guitar, grab it, I don't, know, I don't know if this mic will fit on this thing. I'm going to drop your guitar, Charles, and then I'm going to... Hey, it worked. I did not plan this out. Like, I kind of did, but I didn't plan the mic on the stand. This is literally because one person told me that I couldn't play this guitar riff two days ago, and I had to fit into a message to show him I could play a guitar um, not that you should watch this show, but has anybody seen uh, season four of Stranger Things? Moss. More. More. Louder. Okay. Um, before I could play a guitar, I had to walk to the guitar. I had to grab the guitar. I had to put the guitar on. I had to have what was called proximity. Wait, this is the best part. This is the best part. 
that's it. Okay, wait. Sorry, sorry. Um. God, Charles, I don't know what any of these are. There you go. There you go. Sorry, sorry, ladies. I'll give you. Hey, here, Delilah. What's it? That is the bane of the existence of every musician ever. It's like shred Metallica. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. You're like, yeah, it took me like eight years to learn that riff. And they're like, awesome. Can you play Wonderwall by Oasis? And you're like, God. But before you can like ever, okay, I didn't plan this either. But are there, are there drumsticks in here I can use, Laura? Before I could play drums, I had to first walk over to the drums I had to grab drumsticks. I'm going to turn this mic off so that it doesn't, like, mess you up. Um, who's, who's doing sound tonight? Is that Josiah? Josiah, I'm turning the preaching mic off so it doesn't mess you up. I had to close the gap to the drums, and then I could play drums. Wait, I grew up listening, I grew up listening to punk music. with, oh, look, a drum set. <laughs> like, you, you can't play drums if you don't sit behind a drum set. You can't play guitar if you don't get behind a guitar. And in fact, a guitar cannot serve its primary purpose if it doesn't gain proximity to a guitarist. Now, from a distance, a guitar can serve some purposes, it can be a great wall decoration. And people can come into your house and go, oh, you're a big music enthusiast. You, you have a guitar. You go, I do. They're like, why don't you take it off the wall and play it? And you're like, I don't know how. <laughs> it can work as like a great like drink coaster. You know, like, like drums can work as like, like a, a decoration in your house or, or something that sits in the corner or like things that you just pile your clothes on top of. But if you don't have proximity to a musician, then, then, then the instrument can't serve its primary purpose. And you see where I'm going with this. If you don't have proximity with God, you cannot serve your primary purpose. In fact, you will begin to settle for second best. You will begin to settle for great value purpose. You guys know what great value is? The Walmart brand. You won't have, like... You won't have Cocoa Puffs. You'll have, like, Chocolate Comet purpose, okay? It's not the same thing. I grew up poor. It's not the same thing, okay? It's not, it's not Malto Meal. It's like, I don't know, was the Ovaltine? Ovaltine's good. Has anybody ever actually had Ovaltine? Yo, sometimes it's good to be hood, all right? Like, Ovaltine's bomb. Some of you have never even taken a piece of bologna and thrown it onto the stove and eaten it right after. Because sometimes it's good to be hood, all right? Some of you don't know 
like grabbing a, a tortilla and putting it on the stove and then throwing some butter on it and sprinkling a little bit of sugar, that's a hood snack. That's hood dessert right there. It's, I don't know how we got on this topic. But like, if you don't gain proximity with God, you can't serve your primary purpose. Oh man, those drums look so cool right there. Oh, look at how awesome the guitar looks hanging there. But if, it, if I don't get close to it, if I don't grab it, if I don't put it in my hands, if I don't gain proximity, it's just a paperweight. And Jesus uses such strong language here. He says, remain in me and I'll remain in you. And if you do and if, I, if you remain in me and I remain in you, you're going to bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. And, and, and if we take it literally, it's like, well, um, Jesus, I can do some things, but you can do nothing of eternal value. It'll all be generic. It'll all be a dumbed down, watered down, cheap substitute of life. Because how could you live life to the fullest, true life apart from the creator of life? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Just like a guitar can't play itself apart from a musician, so we cannot truly live life apart from the creator of life. You can do no thing. Why, why would I want to get close to God? Because apart from him, you can do nothing. Without proximity to God, you can't fulfill your purpose. Really quick, um, we're going to talk for the next few weeks about how to get close to God playing all those punk drum beats made me, <laughs> made me tired and thirsty. Um, I, haven't, I haven't played drums in a hot minute, Laura, in like a solid few months. We're, like we have a makeshift cover band of a bunch of us musicians who get together and play like old emo music. Literally our fate. Where's K Caleb Turner? Are you, are you? Caleb Turner plays bass. Jackson plays guitar. Sam plays drums. We keep trying to get Laura to play drums. She says we're not real musicians. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She didn't say that. She didn't say that. Literally our favorite song to cover is, I got your picture and I'm coming with you. Like, you guys actually know that song. There's a story at the bar. It's so great. Uh, make it count when all right, back to the word of God, people, seriously. Like, we'll talk for the next three weeks about how to follow God, but really quick, you, like, how to get close to God, how to have proximity with him. But, but really, really quick, in not being able to do anything without him, not anything of eternal value, you know a really good way to, to get close to God, to gain proximity? Just serve him. Just serve God. Just build his kingdom. Can I tell you, I, I know this might be, like, a little bit harsh, but God is not interested in building your kingdom. So if your life is all about building your kingdom, that's a place that God won't go. So if you're over here feeling like, I don't feel like I'm close to God. I don't feel like I have a relationship with God. I don't feel like I have nearness to God. As I'm over here building my kingdom and my social media following and my social status and chasing my, oh, you got to chase your dreams. Chase your dreams, man. I'd rather be at the bottom of a ladder than I want, that I want to climb than at the top of one that I don't want to be at. Like, Cut it out, first off. Second off, if you're over here consumed with building your kingdom, feeling distant from God, realize it's probably because he's not interested in building your kingdom. 
Because your kingdom is going to fade away and turn to dust, just like every other earthly kingdom. But the kingdom of God is eternal, and God is about building his kingdom. You want to be close to God? Go get about building his kingdom. And all of a sudden you'll go, whoa, I feel so close to him. But let's keep moving on. All right, point number two. Why would I want to be close to God? Because he brings light into darkness. Can we do another illustration? I'm not going to play any more instruments. But um, tech team, I didn't even run this by you. I don't even know if this is possible. Can we black out the room? Black out the room. Yep. Ooh. Can somebody, uh, can somebody in the back run and shut off the uh, cafe lights? Black out the room. Now, if you would, go grab the, the box of tarantulas real quick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Joking. Except maybe not. You might want to grab your flashlights and point it at your feet. Everyone pull out your flashlight. <laughs> All right, now everyone, everyone let, like leave your, I didn't even, I did not plan this out, but let's see if this works. Everyone point your flashlights down. Everyone got your flashlight out. Point it at the ground. Point it at the ground. Like with it pointed at the ground, like how well can you see me? Now collectively, everybody put your flashlights up. Dude, that looks so, okay. I got a video of that from this angle. Okay, put your flashlights down. Flashlights down. Everyone point your flashlights at the ground. Okay, at the ground, 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 ground. On three, point them at me. One, two, three. Bro, that looks so cool. Now, now let's just stay right here for a moment, okay? You guys can like actually decently see me, right? Like now you can see me. Why? Because what, what does light do in darkness? It brings clarity. Everybody say clarity. Now here's the thing about light. You see how well you can see me right now? Two girls in the front row right here. You girls, would you stand up? Now just stand up for me. Keep your flashlights up. No, no, keep your flashlights up. Now bring your flashlights closer and closer to me. Watch how much clearer you can see me. The closer and closer they get to me. Now you can see. He <laughs> said, oh, God, Corey, your skin is so much worse than I thought. Okay, you can go sit down. You can bring the lights up. <laughs> you, you see what happened? That was, that was like unexpectedly fun. I didn't like, I didn't expect that to be as fun as it was. You can turn your flashlights off, save your batteries. Isn't it the worst when you've been walking around with your flashlight on in your back pocket and then someone goes, yo, torch, and you're like, no, you know, you, I said torch because that's what Paul Reed said to me the other day and I thought it sounded so much cooler. Paul Reed, our friend from Manchester who spoke at camp, he was like, oh, he said, oh, Corey, your torch. I was like, my what? He's like, your torch. I was like, you mean flashlight? He's like, right. <laughs> I was like, Torch sounds so much cooler. But like, like in the darkness, what does light do? When you, you, ever, you ever like wake up in the middle of the night and it's all dark and you're doing this thing. You're like, oh, what's in front of me? Like, oh my gosh. And why are you reaching around? Because there's no clarity. And when there's not clarity in darkness, you know what darkness really is? Darkness is confusion. Darkness is confusion. And light brings clarity in the midst of confusion. And, and the interesting thing about light is the closer you get to light, or rather the closer you bring light to whatever, the more clarity you get, the more clear it gets. As the girls walked closer to me with their flashlights, the better you could see my face and make out, oh, that is Pastor Corey, look at that. And so it is with Christ. If, you are, if you're living a life where right now it seems like there's so much confusion, there's so much darkness. There's so much I don't know. There's so many things going on around you in your life that you are just absolutely lost about. Can I tell you, then begin to gain proximity with God. And watch Jesus who said this. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 12, I am the light 
of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have light that leads to life. If you've got so many questions around you and your life seems to be so confusing, you don't seem to know up from down, left from right, where to go, what to believe. Can I tell you, gain proximity. Why would we want to be close to God? Because he, he sheds light on our life, which brings clarity in the midst of confusion. Talk about confusing times. Talk about confusing times. You are growing up in confusing times, young person. All young people say amen. I remember when I was a kid, you know what was normal? What you should always do every time. You should open the door for ladies. You just should. Oh, but maybe not anymore. I don't know. Because I had a 14-year-old come to me not but a couple years ago and go, Pastor Corey, should I still open the door for girls? It's like, yeah, absolutely you should. Like, why, why would you ask that question? Goes, because I was at school, and I opened the door for this girl, and she looked me dead in the face and said, I could open my own door. Thank you very much. He said, so I slammed the door in her face, and her nose broke. I didn't know. <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> he didn't say that. Like, talk about a confusing time when, when gentlemen don't even know whether or not they can be gentlemen. Can I tell you, in the midst of so much, and that's the, whether or not opening doors for ladies, it's almost the least of our concerns, which, yes, you should, absolutely. But, like, like talk about confusing times. You, want, you know who's not confused? God. You know who's never been confused? God. You know who's never, ever, in any moment, in all of eternity, went, oh, you know what just occurred to me? No, nothing's ever occurred to God. God's not confused. We might be, but God's not confused. And you want to get rid of confusion? You want to figure out some of the things that everybody else seems to be confused about? Then get close to God. I love Psalm 119, verse 105. It says, your word, somebody say word. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet. It's a light for my path. Have you ever, like, there's a reason why you don't go hiking in the dark, right? Like, you, if you can't see the path, you're going to trip, fall, hurt yourself. If you're on a mountain, good knowing you. See you in heaven, hopefully. <laughs> but like, it says you, it's a light to my path. And in this, in this path called life that we're walking, God's word serves as a light and a lamp to our feet. This is why God's word is so important. This is why God's word is so important. Why would I want to be close to God? Because a life far from God is a life lost in darkness and confusion. I'm going to say that again. A life far from God is a life lost in darkness and confusion. I think this is why Peter gave this response when Jesus asked in this famous moment in scripture in John chapter 6 when uh, Jesus lays out the first time they ever did communion. You didn't know this, but communion was really controversial. And what happens is that after communion, a bunch of people dip out. A bunch of people leave. Those who are following Jesus are like, I'm, I can't do this no more. And in John chapter 6, verse 66 to 68, it says, at this point, many of Jesus' disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, are you also going to leave? Verse 68, check this out. I love this verse. Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. 
Where else would we go? Nobody else has the words for eternal life. Nobody else brings light into our darkness. Nobody else brings absolute clarity in the midst of confusion. Why would I want to follow God? Our last point is the band heads up. Because he gives us roots. Remember our sermon, our sermon in a sentence was, was that we need proximity to God like a plant needs water. What's the primary way that plants absorb their water? It's through their roots. Can I ask you, what's the soil the roots of your life are planted in? What's the soil? I know that's like, that's a little too poetic for the last week of summer for some of you guys, but what's the metaphoric soil that the roots of your life are planted in? Some for you, it's a relationship. Your whole life, the roots of all your life, you're, you're, you're waking up, you're going to bed, what you're going to do this weekend, what you're going to do next week, what's going to happen with your life next summer, what you're going to do. It all has to do with the relationship that you're in. <clears throat> that's, the, that's the soil of your life. For some of you, it's, it's all about career and what you're, how you're going to make money. For some of you, right now, it's all about the sport that you play. For some of you, it's all about social status and what people think about you. What, what's the soil the roots of your life are planted in. John 15, verse 4. This was that main verse I told you. Man, put this one to memory. Jesus says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. There's a parable in the gospel where, where there's two men. One who, who builds his house on a, a strong foundation on, on a rock and one who builds his house on sand. And if you know anything about sand, it's, it's, it's kind of unpredictable and it's, it's, it's squirming. It's not, it's not something that you want to stand on or build on when a storm's coming. And then a storm does come. And the guy whose house was built on the rock, and of course we know the rock is a metaphor, not for Dwayne Johnson, but for Jesus Christ, <laughs> Nazareth. <laughs> um, uh, 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 I don't know why I said Jesus Christ like he's a pro wrestler, <laughs> you know. Um, but he did wrestle Satan and won, and now he wears the belt for all of eternity. Stop, Corey. Um, and the, <laughs> the, rock, the rock is, of course, a, a metaphor for Jesus. And when the storm comes, the guy who built his house on the rock, yeah, the, the wind hit it, hit it and, and the storm kind of hit his house. And, of course, there was rumbling and all of this, but his house stood. But the guy who built his house on the sand, that thing just washed away. You ever see a palm tree in a hurricane? Those things are like... They're like those, uh, they're like those wacky, wildable, arm-flailing, inflatable tube guys out front of the the uh, the, the car dealerships. That are just <laughs> Dude, I don't know if everyone's down, but it looks so funny if everybody did that. Just like for three seconds, just be a wacky, wildable, inflatable, arm-flailing tube guy. One, two, three, go. <laughs> All right, put it down. Oh gosh, preaching is so much fun. Like. Like, that's the palm tree, and yet the palm trees don't go anywhere. Like, they're fine. You know why? Because palm trees actually have a ton of roots that go into the ground, and they just hold them there. It's so cool. And so it is with your life. But, like, the only real true roots that we can have are those, who, those, who, those that are, are in Jesus. He says, I am the true grapevine. I'm the vine. You're the branch. See, it's almost like he's saying, uh, you can't really have really true roots, but I'm so rooted and you could be connected to me. You're the branch, I'm the vine. 
hold tightly to me because if you do, you know what happens when we have that type of proximity with God? It doesn't matter what storm of life comes. We'll be standing strong on the other side of it. You might, you might be hit by the, the waves and the wind and the storm, but you're not going to sink. You're not going to fall. You're not going to go under. Scripture talks about how, how we might be pressed, but we're not crushed. We might, be, we might be persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We might be struck down, but we're not destroyed. Not when our roots are deep in Christ. Why would I want to be close to God? Because he gives us roots that make us strong. See, the world wants you to think that you're a victim. That, that you're weak and that if anybody even comes, across, comes your way and so much as offends you, then your life is over. And you're not going to make it another day. But Jesus comes around and goes, hey, put your roots in me and we're going to be all right. Great theologian once said, we're going to be all right. If you know who that is, you repent and listen to Hillsong United. <laughs> That's what happens when we get that type of proximity with God. I have a friend in the church. He, he's much older than, my, than me. He's, I mean, if I had to guess, he'd be near his, his mid-80s. His name's Skip, and Skip was a pastor for a really long time. Skip, one time, he, um, one time Skip died on the platform while preaching. He had a heart attack, and his heart literally stopped. He was pretty young at the time. He was probably in his early 40s, maybe late 40s when it happened. And... And they, they ended up, the paramedics came in and they literally, the things, and like, I don't know what those are called. Um, fibrillator. Thanks, Laura. The fibrillator. So the paramedics came, came in with them fibrillators and And they, on the platform, they brought him back to life. And I was talking to Skip because if you guys ever have an opportunity, can I just plant just, this has nothing to do with the message of the series. Can I plant just a little bit of wisdom in you really quick? When you have the opportunity to talk to someone who's double, triple, quadruple your age, sit down and just ask questions. Or sometimes if you, I don't know what questions ask, just sit down and go, hey, tell me some stories. I promise you, you won't regret it. So Skip's telling me this story and, and then he goes in, he had to get heart surgery and he said, you know what I prayed, Corey? I prayed, God, keep me strong for my wife, Dawn, who was in a wheelchair and she had some, she had some physical, uh, um, physical issues that really made her lean on her husband a lot. And he said, I, I just want to be strong so I can take, so long as I'm here to take care of her, God, give me strength for that. And that's what he did. Every Sunday we would see Skip come in with his wife, Dawn, who was in a wheelchair. He would pull right up under the awning out front so that, that, that he can get her out and get her in her chair and get her into the service. And it's so cool. Skip and Dawn were some of our favorite people. And I say were because late, like earlier this summer, Dawn passed away. And, and I was over in our chapel and I was helping Skip prepare for his wife's memorial service. I didn't see a single tear. No, Skip was, oh man, you know, Corey, life's wild and crazy because my wife, man, she, 
I took care of her, but in more ways, she took care of me. And I just, I don't even know what the, after you're with somebody for that long, and he, I think he was with her like 60 years or something. He's like, you just, you don't even know what to do. But I know this, Corey, I'm going to see her soon. And God kept him strong all those years. To, and it's so crazy to me that in the midst of having a heart attack and dying on a platform, and then, and then, getting all these years with his wife, but then having to say not goodbye, but see you later to his wife until he goes to heaven to be with her and with Jesus. He's like, you know what? Like, yeah, this is tough, but I'm good and I have hope. Can I tell you, that's what happens when your roots are in Jesus. It doesn't matter what storm comes your way. You have hope, you have strength from the source of life. Dawn she knew that. She's with the Lord. Many of you don't know her now. You'll get to know her one day. If you make it to heaven, which in just a moment, you're going to get the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. So I want to know that I know that every single person in this room and watching online, that if you were, if, if tonight, heaven forbid, were your last night on earth, that you know you would go to heaven. You get to meet Dawn. You get to hear the amazing stories of her life. She knew that the, why would we want to be close to God? Why? Because because he's the giver of life. Don knew that. Skip knew that. Because he gives peace when peace doesn't make sense. He doesn't just give us peace. He gives us identity. When all of us are running around like, I don't even know who I am. And God goes, I know who you are because I created you. Why would I want to get close to God? Why? Because he's your heavenly father. And you have no clue how much he loves you. Literally, like your and my brain cannot even comprehend the depths of his love. That's why you would want to get close. You, why would I want to get close to God? Because he is the best friend that you would ever have. In fact, Jesus says, I'm such a good friend, I stick closer than a brother. Why would I want to get close to God? Because he's a friend that says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you, and you would never, ever have to walk life alone. I wonder, do you know him? Because proximity with God doesn't have to do with religion or keeping a list of rules or being good enough. Proximity with God looks like this. He looked down and said, you can't get to me. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to tear that veil from top to bottom. I'm going to it wide open so that you can run what what scripture says is enter into the throne room of God confidently with confidence I can walk before God because of what Jesus did all I have to do all you have to do to have that type of proximity to God is just say yes to him just say yes to Jesus that's it you're gonna have that opportunity right now would you bow your head would you close your eyes in this public setting but a private moment we need proximity to God like a plant needs water. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, you may be asked that question for yourself. Why would I want to be close to God? Because He is your heavenly Father who loves you. And Jesus is the only way to heaven. So if tonight you want that closeness, that nearness to God, I'm going to ask you to respond in a really simple way. It's simple but profound. It might take a little bit of courage. But with every head bowed and every eye closed, 
I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, I just want you to put your hand in the air and then you can put it right back down. If that's you, you want a near, close, and intimate relationship with God. When I get to three, you lift your hand. One, two, three, go. All over this place. Man, that's so amazing. You can put your hands down. The Bible says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and he rose from the dead and you'll be saved. It says that Jesus knocks on the door of your heart. And if you open that door, he'll come into your heart. He'll be so close and so near to you. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to say a prayer. And this is our way, this is our way of opening that door of our heart and saying, Jesus, would you come in? That I never have to walk life alone ever again. So I'm going to give you the words, we're family. So whether or not you rose your hand, would you just repeat these simple words right after me? Wrap your heart around them. Mean them with everything in you. Say this, say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you everything. Would you draw near to me as I draw near to you? Thank you for receiving me and thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we welcome people into God's family right now? Amen, amen, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, maybe for the first time, it's not the end of the journey. It's just the beginning of the journey. So we want to walk this next week of the journey out with you with something that we call the next seven days. It's seven videos that you could get. We're going to um, uh, get these videos to you, whether on your phone. If you don't have um, Instagram, we could, I don't know, send them to your smart TV at home. You can pull them up on YouTube, turn your surround sound on and listen to my prepubescent voice help walk you through the next seven days of this journey. If you're like me and you just said yes to Jesus, when I first said yes to Jesus, I was like, what does this mean? What does this look like? What's my next steps? I don't have a Bible. I don't even know what prayer and I had all these questions, but I felt like I had nobody to ask these questions to. And so these videos, they'll help answer some of those questions and we'll also just connect you with one of our leaders that'll help walk you through them. If you have any questions, you can DM these leaders, you can chat with them, you can ask them for prayer, whatever it might be. How do I get the next seven days, Corey? Um, primarily, if you have Instagram, just go to our Instagram, at bridgeYTH underscore, and just DM us the words next seven, we'll handle the rest, it's that easy. If you don't have Instagram, come find myself, any one of our leaders, find them, say, hey, I want the next seven days, and we'll find another avenue to get them to you. Hey, one more time, can we welcome people into God's family? Amen. Amen. Hey, um, would you stand to your feet? If you'd like to come up to the front, um, you can come to the front. I say like to come up to the front because what we're going to do next is we're going to worship. And I want you to find a place, a space, and a moment where you can, in the best way possible, focus in on the presence of God. Do you know why we, almost every week, we end service with worship? You know why it is that after hearing God's word, we, we gather together, we, we sing his praises, we, we glorify his name, we tell him how much we love him. We, we sing songs that have lyrics that talk about his nearness to us and our nearness to him. You know why we do that? It's our way of practicing proximity. 
It's just our way of practicing proximity, of getting near to God. Did you know that scripture talks about a unique nearness that God has to his people when they worship him? Have you ever been in a moment of worship like this? With your eyes closed or your hands lifted or no matter what, like you might be the like hold the baby worship person. You might be the field goal is good worship. One time I was worshiping over here, just one hand like this, I was like in a moment, and out of nowhere I just felt. It's like, it's not a high five. Not for you at least, that high five was for Jesus. <laughs> Stop, Corey, this is serious. <laughs> like no matter what, like, like, this is what I love about our God, is that worship's not, all right guys, um, here's a scroll, do, 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 and here's how you worship. You have to do exactly this. No, worship is about acknowledging God's presence, acknowledging how good He is, glorifying Him. Worship's really in so many ways not about us, and yet we still receive from God in worship. Worship's about God, you're good, you're awesome, you're amazing, you're faithful, you've never failed, you do miracles, you rose from the dead, you're phenomenal, and you're present in my life, and that's so awesome. And now while I'm just singing your praises and telling you how awesome you are, I'm experiencing your nearness and your closeness, and now it almost feels like you're pouring into me. A lot of times worship's just thanking him for what he's done. But we're gonna sing one of my, one of my favorite worship songs right now. Often, for whatever reason, the beginning parts of this song lead me to just want to get on my knees before the Lord because sometimes you have to posture your physical body to match up with what God's doing on the inside in your heart. You don't have to do that. Just like, you know, when I pray, I, I always take my hat off. You don't have to take your hat off when you pray, but I just, I do. I know a lot of the boys in the room often do as well. It's just one of those things that, like, it kind of postures my heart. It postures like what's going on on the outside to what God's doing on the inside. And so while tonight we practice proximity by worshiping God, I don't want this to be like, I love, I love people who come to church for the first time and they're experiencing everything for the first time. It's one of the coolest things and it's so awesome when they meet Jesus and um, sometimes um, I've, I've asked people, hey, what was your favorite part of the service? And a lot of times you hear, oh, I really liked the concert part. I heard one junior high boy say one time, it's like, oh, like that karaoke part? That was really cool. I was like, karaoke part? He's like, yeah, you know, you guys put the words up there and then like we all did karaoke together. I was like, you mean worship. Like, can I tell you, um, this next moment, don't let it be Christian karaoke. Don't let it be you just reading words off a screen. Let it be this. God is like right here next to you. God's like right here. God's so near to you. And in this crowded room, he sees you specifically. He sees you almost like it's just you in the room. I want that to be at the forefront of your mind and heart as we worship. That God is not far he is not distant. He's right here, right now. Would you do me a favor? Would you just close your eyes? Posture yourself, whether that's lifting your hands high, if it's putting your hands out in front of you. Maybe you, like me, want to 
want to get put yourself in in a in a posture of kneeling posture yourself in this moment and and in a public place close your eyes forget you're in a crowded room i don't want this to seem cliche but with your eyes closed i want you to just imagine jesus is right here in front of you as we worship eyes closed in this moment, get lost in this moment in the presence of God that is one day in His courts than a thousand elsewhere. God, we worship you. We honor you. Bask in your presence. I'm caught up in your presence and I just want to sit here holy moment and I never want to leave I never want to oh I'm not here for blessings Jesus you don't owe me anything but more than anything just want you Holy say I'm sorry and I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions I'm sorry when I just sang another song take me back to where we started
want to tell him tonight. we're all unique none of us are exactly alike or exactly the same and so tonight you may have your friend next to you who's like really feeling God and you may be like I don't feel near to God but I feel like I hear that God's telling me he's near to me or you may not feel near to God or hear God saying he's near to you but you may see it in your life and the blessings you have being thankful for the things God's blessed you with being grateful so I want to encourage you tonight. When you walk away from tonight, don't worry about how someone else experienced their nearness to God. Figure out your unique communication with God. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm not a feeler. So when people are like sobbing, I'm like, can't relate. But I hear it in my head, the thought pops in where God's like, Josie, I'm near you. So I just want to encourage you guys with that tonight. And can we give it up for Corey for that great message tonight? And can we also give it up to everyone who gave their life to Christ tonight? That is the best decision. We're so excited. Make sure and DM us on Instagram, like Corey said. And if you don't have Instagram, find a leader. We'll get connected um, with you and send those videos to you. This Sunday, we have connect groups. I'm so excited to get in connect groups with you guys and hear what you think about this message. I know. When we do life together and as a family, we're just going to grow further with God and with each other. So I'm stoked. All right, guys, have a great night. Have a great day at school tomorrow, and we'll see you on Sunday.